With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors, back again with another Worlds Collide episode. This is your card, Shelton Benjamin. Tony picked this topic. Tony, what was your reasoning behind picking Shelton Benjamin? I think at the time it was just because um, I think he was what celebrating twenty years. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking like that. I said, "Oh, you know what? We need to talk more about Shelton Benjamin. I don't think he gets talked about enough." Hey, you know what? Picking a name from a topical standpoint is much better than picking from a random wrestling name generator, right? That's what I'm usually doing. So (laughs) sometimes it does. Sometimes. All right. For those of you who have never listened to this, we're getting a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people coming into the hobby. Basically, we take a talent and we break down the rookie card, which that's our favorite part. Um, (laughs) Talking about our favorite cards, just all kinds of different topics about a specific talent. So we're going to start off trading card database lists as Shelton Benjamin having 374 cards, similar to Rick Rude that we did on the last episode of This Is Your Card. I think that's pretty accurate. Like, when you think of Shelton Benjamin, you just don't think of a lot of cards. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's a pretty accurate number, I think. I mean, obviously, it's not a <clears throat> the uh, precise number. I mean, but sure, it's a good roundabout course. number of, of things out there. With, um, But it seems about right. It's weird, though. When you think of like Shelton Benjamin, Rick Rude, same number of cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, which one of them, there's a huge segment of people that put on a pedestal. And one of them, nobody really talks about. But Correct. yet they have the yeah. same. Yeah, it, it's wild. Yep. All right. Rookie card. First card. Um, this is I'll, I'll let you start because mine kind of like I, I think this is one of the more tough ones to pick because it of is. the amount of releases. Yeah. It Well, amount of releases and amount that the kind of releases there are. Yes. too. So some of these are maybe like I'm not I'm more of a trading card traditionalist. So I like things to be trading cards, not mm-hmm. going to be something that's not. Um I kind of went, I mean, if you're going to go with an appearance on the card, I, I go with the WWE Raw Deal card game. He yep. was part with uh, Charlie Haas, uh, Team Angle card. Um, there's a card, uh, card number 107 from that set. It's from the uh, uh, 2003 uh, WWE Insurrection uh, set. He was one of the starter decks of that set, uh, him and Charlie Haas, um, just called Team Angle. Um, and um, it's world's greatest tag team, basically. Uh, they had uh, different cards uh, that made up their set. One of them, card number 111, is called All About the Benjamins. So it's like the first card, really, that has just Shelton Benjamin on it, I think. Um, but it doesn't really... Which is, as we're talking about, this is very important. Based yeah, on the I cards mean, that we're going to mention. Yeah, because, um, you know, and that's just from a card game. 
So if you if you just if you're one of those guys who goes well I don't count that and you want a, a trading card trading card like pack pool trading card you might have to go the year next year after that which is going to be 2004 chaos mm -hmm. uh, he actually has his own individual card in that because he's also in the 2000 he's not in the 2003 aggression set that came out from Fleer but Charlie ha Haas is but he's not um, so you have to go 2004 uh, chaos. So either one of those works for me. I mean, uh, me as a raw deal guy, I kind of like the raw deal card from 03, but if I'm going to go pack pulled single, I might go, you know, 04 chaos. Yeah, that's, and that's, you know, kind of taking a look at where I went too. It's kind of all over the place too, because I started with the 03 Merlin raw versus SmackDown sticker. It's uh S 16. A lot of people don't recognize stickers as being yeah. at first. So you know, some people do, some people don't, but I threw it out there because I was going from a timeline perspective. Another thing I found, and to be, you know, to be completely honest, Tony, maybe you are, but I've said it before. I'm not the wrestling card expert. I don't know everything. <laughs> so when I don't know everything, which is Nobody all the does. time, I Nobody go out does. and I do my homework and try to find things. So it's not like I can come up with a lot of some of it. I can come up off the top of my head because I've just, it's ingrained in me. It's something we've talked about so much, but um, 2003 Fleer pay-per-view set redemption. What can you tell us about this as just kind of a real quick background? That was done by Fleer to support WrestleMania 20. And, uh, you can order up to eight, there's eight pay-per-views leading up to WrestleMania, uh, 20. You can, uh, send in a voucher, uh, fill out a voucher and send in, um, proof that you ordered a pay-per-view. Oh, and it, you you yeah. I remember talking briefly about this on our Fleer years episode. Yes. Yeah, so you, you got you basically got, um, you know, you got a, a pack of cards randomly in those cards would be ring mat cards. Um, uh, super rare, super hard to come by. Uh, and I know he's in that uh, him and Charlie Haas, I think, are in that on um, uh, a ring mat card. And then that's that, you know, so that opens up. Sure. It's cool card, cool way to get it a little bit more rare than your standard card. But then there's people that will say, well, I don't count redemptions or mail-ins or anything like yep. that. It's not pack-pulled, even though it may come in a set or a pack or something. So and it's uh, not even a base card. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a relic card. Yeah, so there's another argument that you can make that this is not the one. But it, again, I'm going from the first appearances that I saw him in. Sure. Lastly, uh, and this is kind of a cult fan favorite, Dan Barry Mint with Charlie Haas. <laughs> and then you have to ask yourself, like you mentioned it on some of these other team angle cards in the world's greatest tag team like, do you consider a rookie first appearance, whatever, like, do you consider it? Do they have to be by themselves? Do they have to be as a tag team? Are they more? Well, you know, it's this like thing that we're never going to figure out, but it's just something that needs to be talked about. So I brought up Danbury Mint. I'm actually a fan of these uh, certain cards. Like uh, I've seen some in slabs. I saw some Vince McMahon's that were graded. And of course, the, you know, they will all get pretty terrible grades based on the type of card that they're made out of. But there's just something about those all gold Danbury mint cards that send me back to like home shopping network with yeah. Don West and like just nostalgia. Yeah. I, um, I collected them. I had them all for a while until um, at least the first 50 I had under the WWF banner before they rebranded in 02 and then uh, reissued everything again with the WWE logo uh, and then continued on to whatever it was, 150 or something like that, 100 mm -hmm. whatever cards in the set. But um yeah, I mean, um, again, it's a it's a mail in thing, so it wasn't something you could, you know, just go out and buy at the store kind of thing, or or get a pack pool kind of thing. But again, never gonna we're not here to solve uh, the mysteries, but uh, sure. just kind of let you know what you know his early cards are, and those are a lot of 
lot that we've given out right now that you can choose from, from like the, the first year, year and a half of his uh, pro wrestling career. Yeah, I think you, uh, people want to go back to the, you know, Beckett definition, Pac-12, and that's fine. Um, I just think when we do this, though, we're giving people a perspective. Like, you know, if we we're doing John Cena, okay, well, it's the, uh, it's the 2002 Flair Royal Rumble. But on some of these other talents, you're finding that wrestling cards, unlike almost anything else, is so, like, there's such a variety out there that it kind of yeah. allows people to kind of go with what they like, not so much, like, the definitive definition so just thought i'd throw that out there all right let's talk about the best card i'm gonna pull a wacky one here and go first i gotta look at my notes here so i can get the card number right it's 2015 <laughs> bushy road but it's card bt 14 014-rr i don't know what the numbering system is with that but uh this card design is something that when i look at it i was like oh i would have never imagined shelton benjamin to have this like presence on a card like it, it looks like he's out of the movie with a Jean-Claude Van Damme kickboxer or something like that <laughs> it's like a super like like intimidating like fighter pose not like a just a wrestling card but it looks like he's an actual fighter I love the design of the card and it's just something different that when I was going through all the Shelton Benjamin cards I'm all about the images and card design and this one was just like both like the best in my war in my opinion so a uh, little bit Maybe a little bit harder to find, a little bit uh, off the beaten path. You know, 2015, I would say that Shelton Benjamin wasn't like, you know, lighting the wrestling world on fire, but apparently he was enough to be in a Japanese wrestling card set. For best cards for me, I'm very simple with this one. I like uh, the 06 uh, WB Heritage Chrome, the X-Fractor particularly. I that like. was going to be like my number two in this. Um, I really like that one. And uh, I also like his 2022 uh, Panini Impeccable card, number 88. I... I, I some people don't like that double image where you have like the the main uh, one image and then mm -hmm. you have um, uh, the secondary image where it's uh you know this like the same image twice. Yep. I can I can agree. You know maybe using a different image for the background would be kind of cool, but I still like that design. That whole thing looks pretty cool to me. Yeah, um, and I, I really like it. one other thing I'll touch on too. I'll just get your opinion. It really has nothing to do with this, but what do you think about Panini bringing back all of these old talents that maybe aren't as relevant currently like on screen or maybe they're like you know names we haven't heard of in ages and all of a sudden they have autographs in these sets like which i think it's a really cool idea because like you know so and it's it's sad at the same point i'm sorry if you're offended by this i'm sorry but i'll see somebody that is going through a checklist on social media and they're like who's johnny rods and i'm like do you not know anything about wrestling history apparently they don't but i think it's cool when they put stuff out like you know, whether it's a cut autograph or an actual card like this in a full complete set. So figured I'd get your opinion on that real quick. Oh, I love it. I love having some of the obscure names that are out there that don't get a lot of love or, you know, or maybe again, like you said, they're not on TV. They're not in the forefront, but uh, it adds a little bit of an element of something like, oh, that's kind of nostalgic and cool kind of thing. So um, it just adds more room for more collectors, I guess, who yep. are wanting to go out and get something. But um Maybe you're, you know, an ECW, you know, lover and stuff like that. Like, oh, Sandman's going to be on Sam, the, on the yeah. now. That's I mean, nuts. it's going to be awesome, you know. Uh, so it's 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 cool to see stuff like that. It's a little uh, there's something for everybody, which is what I like. That what Panini is doing is offering a little something for everybody. Of course, I don't get any Loomis cards in the Chronicle uh, Chronicles <laughs> way, so that's okay. My wallet's happy. Yeah, um, and I get very little cross cards coming out in a lot of this. But hey, I'm having it's an it's something, you know. It's still it's something. It's still fun. So, right. um, uh, I, I think it's cool. I like I like that they're adding some some of these names in there that um, you know, it's not going to be 
constant Roman Reigns or constant Becky Lynch or constant, you know, yeah. which there's nothing wrong with those names. Those are, those are obviously your money makers and your sellers and the, and the big collectors out there. But it's just cool from having some different names out there. Well, so. and there, I think one, I'll just, we'll move on after this point, but I thought it was cool that we've seen Afa and Sika cards come out because yeah. people can now pair those with their bloodline sets that they have yep. and build these, these, you know, whatever it is, however they want to put that bloodline uh, card set together, whether it's autos or parallel color matching or whatever. Like, it's just super cool that they're allowing collectors to be able to do that. So yep. something a little bit and between that and the relics and the designs, like I think they're just a little bit more forward thinking than tops was as far as just, just regurgitating the same kind of stuff over and over again. Sure. So, all right. On to worst cards. And this is actually, I'll, I'll go first again. This is actually a cool design of a card, but I just hate the card. And it's the 2020 tops Chrome shocking wins insert. He's just standing there with a microphone. Now I could understand <laughs> that if it was like the rock or if it was the Miz or if it was like, Enzo, you know, somebody who's known for being like fire on the mic and cutting promos. But I don't remember Shelton Benjamin setting the world on fire with his promos. And here he's like, you know, just standing there with his microphone. So cool card design, terrible shot. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, for me, surprisingly, for my worst card is also tied into my rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a 2004 Chaos number 36 card. Um, it's just a weird image. Like, I think he's like doing like a splash on someone or like, or someone or like jumping on someone. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just a weird. Again, it's an action shot that I don't care for. Um, it's either that or anything, anything uh, that has him with the white hair, uh, like the 2017. Hit, hit a comment or, in that because we're going to talk about that on my next card. Um, the Leaf original uh one or even the, the 2007 heritage there's a tag team set with him and charlie haas like that um i don't remember if it was an oversized box topper or or not but he has I, mean, I just didn't like the look you know i just thought it was not a good look for him he's got some incredible looking cards when i was doing some homework and checking him out some really i mean dude is built and so there's yeah. some really uh, uh really cool shots of him uh and just massive he just looks massive you know uh, that that casual laid back with the microphone look not such a good you know in ring action kind of stuff usually not my cup of tea but there's some great stuff of him of where he's like just kind of like flexing or like uh, uh, there's a, a smackdown shot of him on one of the cards too from one of the smackdown sets where it's kind of an angle of him the camera kind of looking up almost at him and he's like just you know chest is like out and he could just i mean just it was just incredible uh a shot i almost picked that one um i think yeah. everything you just said is is fitting for his character you know because he's not yeah he's not great on the mic he's not like a character per se he's an athlete and i think yeah, that is what matches everything there's an amazing talent in the ring 100 percent, so athletic um and in such good condition all the time always in in, in top shape uh and, but you're right you know just that charisma doesn't really come off very well on the microphone for my taste i'm sure some right. people do like that but um i think having him be part of like the hurt lockers like that can only benefit him obviously was a really good idea um well and world's greatest tag business. team any anytime they're on whether no matter what organization it was in yeah. like I, I was i was like okay super, I gotta watch super entertaining super yeah. entertaining those guys are uh just amazing uh, uh athletes I just don't find that, uh, you know, the mic skills were there. The charisma wasn't really there, I don't think. So I, I don't know. But um, but an amazing talent regardless like that. All right. Last part. Uh, usually this is our most fun part, but I actually had a little bit 
a hard time with this and then a light bulb went off and that's the card we would create and tony was just talking about the shelton benjamin card where he had white hair i'm actually going to use part of that the 2009 tops card number 43 i would take that image that exact image and i would somehow pair it with a dennis rodman card now we'd probably have to do this with leaf and uh you know there was an old fleer basketball design called double trouble and would have like a double image yep. of two of like as mostly i think most of the time it was the same athlete but then they had some other double where it would be like one athlete on one side and the other on the other i would do something similar to that with this image and dennis rodman they're not really the same kind of people but it was just something random that i was like but, this but sounds both... like something that would be in a leaf product well and it could even be like what we're talking about the um the uh immaculate sets like that are our impeccable yeah. set where we had like the two images like i chose like one of those images could yep. be like rodman one could be you know ben- benjamin but the tie-in i think that i'm if i'm reading correctly there is that you know the, the colorful hair both yep. have different colorful hairs like that and sort of like that's what you're playing off of those that color right so i, I think it's cool i like it yeah i mean it's yeah. the same it's the same concept with if we're just going to keep referencing leaf like you know that they put in Hogan, Flair, Steve Austin, Kenny Omega. And people are like, one of these is not like the other. And I'm like, <laughs> technically, yes. But at the same time, I think what they were thinking was like, Kenny Omega was kind of at the top of the wrestling world at the time in, yeah. from a fandom perspective, like these other guys. He's not a Hogan. He's not an Austin. But maybe he's kind of there from a popularity standpoint for you know the more, more modern day. I don't know that that's a fact. That's just when I saw that, I was like, sure, one doesn't look like the other but it's also i can kind of see what they're going for so yeah that's kind of what i was going for here but uh what do you got well if you check our show notes i put nothing down because you got nothing no because what i thought for me is uh i want to have a card i really want to play off the team angle thing so what I, i'd make a card that probably either two things either it has a red white and blue type flag backdrop where the white of the flag becomes signature areas for each one to have a signature. Oh, cool. Yeah. Or it's actually like an embedded flag, like a relic with a triple signature of all three guys. I really like the whole team angle aspect. Um, that was a great little mini faction. I think that didn't get a lot of um, uh, uh, traction for some reason. It just didn't, they didn't expand on it more. Like it just, it kind of dissolved pretty quickly. I thought uh, it had a lot to go uh with that uh that little faction so kind of highlighting that one it gets me something for my current angle pc sure. <laughs> uh and, and two it really uh you know signifies because i don't recall was there ever i can't think of anything that was ever a team angle there's no triple autograph of those guys not together. that i'm aware of and i also don't i could be wrong on this too but i don't i don't think we've ever seen a piece of a flag as a relic no i don't and i don't know if that's like you know frowned upon you can't do that but uh i don't know um but uh, e- even if you can't, I can understand that. I totally understand. I guess uh, worst case scenario, we could we could uh, kind of revive something that was that was really sought after in the past, and that's do a piece of a gold medal ribbon. I thought about that too. I honestly thought about that too. But I go, don't know if I want to do the gold medal ribbon. Flag because... is a better idea, but if you can't do the flag, I think that'd be a good because a gold medal only represents Kurt really. But uh, you know, other two something along the lines like i wouldn't even mind having some kind of a really cool wavy flag design in the backdrop where somehow in the in the white stripes of the the flag maybe that's where you get their autographs go you know maybe like a, a large patch card something I, yeah i think a team angle card should have been done at some point in time um we probably would have gotten if if possible just like a, a ring mat card that was basically it but 
and which I wouldn't mind if it was an oversized ring mat card and all three signatures on the ring mat, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. I don't, I, I don't know why I didn't even think about that, but um, anything else you want to say about Shelton Benjamin cards going forward? Uh, I think we've kind of, from a wrestling perspective, I think we've kind of touched on it that he's amazing talent in the ring, any team or faction he's been with. It's always been entertaining from yep. a card perspective. I don't collect him. There's cool cards out there. So I think this is, this is maybe one of those talents that you'd have to dig, dig and do some homework, but I'm often talking about how people that say, I can't buy a prism gold. I can't buy these impeccable cards. Well, maybe you find a talent like this and you can go after those because maybe you're a fan, but you, uh, it allows you to have those top tier cards that other people are getting, but maybe for a fraction of the cost in a talent yep. that you still like. Yeah. That's thought. what, that's how I think too. I think that, you know, Clearly, Benjamin and, and every wrestler has their fan base. Yes. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, he's a perfect example of what we just said. Like, you know, I can't afford to go out and buy, uh, you know, a gold Roman Reigns like that. And I like Roman Reigns. But you know what? I also like Shelton Benjamin. And I bet you you can f afford that, though. That's going to be a right. lot more affordable. Um, and again, it's just you're not as long as you're in it to collect because you love the collecting aspect of it and you're a fan and you're not looking for things for future, you know, investment pieces mm -hmm. like that. Um, but who's to say, you don't know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with this, this guy, you know, or any of these guys going forward. So, you know, some kind of, uh, of, you know, popularity might happen with the person. I don't know, but um, you know, it, it's a good, it's a great talent that's uh, very affordable. I believe I, again, I haven't researched all his, price points and what uh, some of his stuff goes for, but I can only imagine it, it's not going to be as expensive no. as, uh, as Roman Reigns. And it probably isn't as cheap as Dexter Loomis. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, so. I just want to, you know, continue to hammer home and this could be a whole nother show topic, but I'll make it quick. Um, a lot of people complain that they can't afford things. They can't get things uh, that the high end golds, black one of ones, you know, these uh, logo man, quote, logo man relics that Penny's been like, those are not for true collectors. Those are for the investors. But yeah, whatever your stance is on that, like instead of complaining, just I, I don't think people understand the fact of like owning a piece of these sets that are so sought after prism gold, prism black, one of one, these logo man, like, again, find find a way to experience that set at your own budget and for the talent that you like because i can say from like a cross standpoint like you know people want to talk about the the transcendent super fractors got the and, and when you get them in hand it's a whole nother world like you, you don't understand the importance of and the like level of like awesomeness that is in some of these cards until you get them in hand and you experience mm -hmm. them so i think Shelton Benjamin or, you know, if Loomis comes out, well, of course, you're going to be battling somebody like the Galactics, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, there's not a lot of those out there, but mm -hmm. you get these things in your hand of different talent. And it's just, it kind of opens your mind like, oh, okay, I realize why these are so sought after and why people want to collect these now and why the prices fetch what they do because of what they are. So I yep. just thought yep. I'd do that uh, public service announcement out there. Yep. All right, Tony, let everybody know where they can find you if they don't know already. Well, it's um, this little hole in the wall place called WrestlingTradingCards.com. <laughs> I know it's insignificant to some. <laughs> it means nothing to others. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we've been around a little while. So um, uh, check us out, WrestlingTradingCards.com. All of our social media handles uh, are at the bottom of every single page. Um, and, uh, you know, check out uh, WTC TV when you get a chance. Uh, and, uh, you know, even come over and check out the wrestling guy store, uh, in Phoenix, if you're ever in the store, uh, in the area. So, um, 
momentum's building. It's a slow grind, but I'm enjoying the ride. So it's um, some days are harder than others, but uh, I'm enjoying the ride. So got a lot of stuff planned coming up, uh, both for the store, WTC, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. A lot of irons in the fire. And that's honestly what I like to hear. I've just, I've always been like that my whole life. Like do this, do this, do this. You got to have like 10 plates spinning in case two of them fall. You still got eight other ones going on. So always been, always loved that approach. And I have, you know, having dedicated wrestling stores, just amazing, especially with your history and the products you got behind you and out on the floor. It's just, Oh, it's so nice. I had Paul from the price guide and his friend Steve uh, come out here um, a week ago. It's like that, Um, you know, Paul, I think, can can kind of vouch for the the level of inventory that I have sitting here from, you know, all the years of, of collecting and, and amassing all this stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, I get used to it. It's like kind of having like that, that that little puppy you've always had. And it grows up to be, a you know, this big dog. But to you, it's like it's always been the same size. It right. never really changed because, like, you you see it every day. And someone comes over, you're like, oh, my God, your dog has grown so much. <laughs> yep. It's like, you know what? You're right. My dog has grown a lot. Yep. You know, it's like, to me, I sit here and I look at the stuff and I go, oh, it's kind of the same looks the same to me for the last 25 30 years <laughs> like that and then someone like paul comes and goes holy crap this is like a lot more than i ever envisioned <laughs> that's awesome yeah and you know like we were we were talking off air just briefly we were talking about them coming over coming over there it was like if they haven't seen this stuff then that's saying something oh yeah paul left here with a few items that he said i never seen this before <laughs> yeah you never know what uh, there may even be some more 91 wcw impel in there somewhere we joked about that. That's in the empty <laughs> unit next door. I keep that there. I don't let anybody see that for him. It's very special. So, All right. You can check out all my stuff at Zan Warning on all social platforms, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. And of course, if this episode brought you some value, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend about the show. Tell a wrestling fan. Tell somebody that's into sports cards that doesn't quite understand how cool and awesome wrestling cards are yet. Just tell everybody. Let's get more people collecting. I know a lot of people don't like our hobby being infiltrated because they feel like they're being attacked. But hey, I don't care what you're collecting. If you're into wrestling cards, if you're here to, and it's a bad term, but if you're here to pump up wrestling cards, have fun. Just enjoy wrestling for what it is and find that way to connect with the cardboard, the action figure, whatever it is that just, you know, you can collect wrestling fandom. We're here for it. Yeah, but until next, I, I, yeah, I say ahead. that, uh, the one more thing before we go, I say that like with every one of these episodes that we do for This Is Your Card, I'm always interested in hearing people who are listening. Are you a fan of this particular superstar? Uh, if so, you know, what do you collect? Um what do you think about this superstar? Like, you know, what, uh, what do you think his future, you know, collectability might be? It's like that or, or what it should be. I, I always want to hear what other people have to say about the specific talent that we feature on these episodes. You say that. And we've had a couple things that stood out. Like somebody uh, sent me a DM on one of the episodes and was like, I haven't thought about this guy in 30 years. And it just like re like it just brought back. And I'm like, that's exactly what we're here for. And then on the the flip side, somebody reached out and they were like, hey, I'm actually started a super collection of this person. I don't even remember who it was at the time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I want to see more of this. So, yeah, you know, when you when you get the people that do reach out, like what you were asking for, the engagement there and they do say stuff like that. I'm just like, man, not only did our point like, yes, we did what we're supposed to do in reaching people reaching the audience but it's also interesting to hear these other stories how people collect who they're collecting so you're 100 that's what i, right that's what I that. want to hear that's what i yep. want to hear from people and that's that's intriguing to me like i'm going to be fully honest like in the beginning it was like it didn't bother me 
whether I heard from people or not when we started doing these episodes like that in the very beginning. Um, uh, but my I, my mindset's flipped completely over that now. So I'm like, I'm, I'm very much loving to hear what people have to say. I, I like seeing the comments and seeing what people have to say about these episodes. Good, bad, or indifferent, as I yeah, always say. But agree. Um, I, I just want to see engagement because we want to create a community that's people, um, we know we're not all going to get along. Correct. But it, it'd still be nice to have a, a, a general community that, for the most part, um, is engaging with each other in a positive way, which is, you know, sharing stories, nostalgic reasons, uh, whether it be for investment purposes or for just collectability, or like you said, the interesting ways that people are collecting certain things. I, I think the people's creativity are just mind It's getting sometimes. crazy. I love yeah, it. And, and I love it. Well, whether you're collecting, talking about the latest, you know, results on Raw, whatever it is, wrestling rules, because what do we always say about wrestling cards? Wrestling cards rule! Until next time, please subscribe, tell a friend. We'll see you.